0: Are you looking to buy or sell real estate? You've got questions, we've got answers. Welcome to the show, It's Gonna Be Great, featuring Matt and Jen from Home Team For You. And now, without further ado, it's Matt and Jen!
1: Hi, I'm Matt. Hi,
0: Matt.
2: Hey, Matt. What's going on?
1: I'm Matt. You're Jen.
2: I'm definitely Jen, yeah. And, uh... Today, we're going to be kind of going over some topics with real estate related, as well as uh, getting some questions from some of our listeners we're pretty excited about. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. I'm uh, actually really
1: excited about the listener questions.
2: I know. You're, you are excited about that. So uh, we were talking about, right before we came on air, we were talking about an article uh, of a home that was it in Washington D.C.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and they got how many offers?
1: Eighty-eight offers.
2: Eighty-eight offers on one house. So a fixer upper in suburban Washington D.C. for two seventy-five.
1: All cash, weren't they?
2: Uh, it it said that there was like seventy six so all of cash offers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The title says the housing mad or the housing madness shows no signs of slowing. So how does that relate to what's going on here?
1: Sounds familiar. They go on to say in the article there wasn't even enough time for all of the bidders to visit the property. Mm -hmm. She said fifteen offers were sight unseen. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see more and more of that in our market.
2: Yeah, yeah. We definitely are. It's um and I mean two seventy five in Washington DC is a steal. Well, it sold That's for 460 steal. though. Yeah.
1: So yeah. 70% increase from the asking price.
2: Well, it's almost like they priced it too low just to I mean maybe it felt like that was the right price cuz it was a fixer upper, but you know, in that market, DC's market, the prices are real high. So, I'm not surprised that it went for that much still needing work.
1: Several people came in wanted to be homeowners and do the repairs themselves. How bad it was. I don't think it says how bad the property was.
2: Mm -mm. But think about it from the agent's perspective. The lady just kept getting more and more and more and more offers. I mean, in this market, we may get 10 offers, maybe 20 offers. But if you have 80 other agents reaching out to you, looking for updates and what's going on, that's a lot of people and a lot of or potential home buyers that are, have their hearts on the line for something that, because they don't probably realize that they have that many people they're in competition with.
1: Well, just getting through 88 offers as the seller and listing agent is enough. Mm-hmm. Take a good, you know, hour or two just to get through them. I mean, they we, probably just took the top, you know, she probably presented all of them, and then just presented the top, whatever yeah. number.
2: Yeah, usually you can kind of, I mean, just when... We're in the situation where we get that many offers. Most of the time, there's two or three that really rise to the top. But when there's 80, holy cats.
1: Well, and 76 were cash.
2: Yeah, so, and you can tell that's how she started to divide them. It's like, okay, well, let's go with the ones that are cash. And then you have to figure the terms. Because I bet almost all of these gave the closing date that the seller wanted. You hope so. And then it's like, okay, well... Inspection, price. probably no inspection. No inspection, price, yeah. So it's kind of like a wild version of what's going on here. It's crazy. It's definitely crazy. But I, we have been seeing more inventory coming on the market. So our, I mean, team-wide, we had several accepted offers this week, so we're winning.
1: Well, April, May, that's when we're seeing a lot more of the listings come on. So mm-hmm. bring them on.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't hurt that the weather is getting better. Like I came out this week, and I was like, "Yes!" I even convinced Matt to go on a walk with me, y'all.
0: Wow. I don't, I don't have a wow button here. <laughs> <laughs> here. <laughs>
2: hey! Woo! Let him tell you about his blister. No. I don't have a <laughs> Man, no. but I mean, that's it. I'm leaving. No, it's it's the nice weather really does help. And I mean, that does help to push the sellers into the market as well. Right? Yep. Because they are thinking when the grass is getting green and the snow is gone.
1: Pictures look better. Flowers are out. hmm
2: And nobody wants to move when there's snow on the ground. Except us. Yeah. Realtors move when there's snow on the ground. <laughs> <That's when laughs> I we don't know
1: if we've ever moved. Was the last move maybe not in the snow, but every other one was cold and snowing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can Uh, remember entire drawers, just, floop into a snowbank. (laughs) (laughs) We were young then. Actually, your brother was our mover. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we dumped because why would you pack stuff out of the drawers? Just grab the drawers, put them in the truck, and then carry them in and put them in the um cabinet. I moved
1: us twice. Robbed us twice. Yeah,
2: we owe you, Scott. Not that much. (laughs) But, anywho, so what else is going on, Matt?
1: Uh, You know, housing's still going up. Buyers are coming out, are still out, strong. We just need to get more houses in the market.
2: Mm -hmm. What about you, Jacob?
0: Uh, Marketing's doing great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Videos are great, are popping.
1: Pretty excited um, about our commercial.
0: Actually, oh yeah, we got a we got we got a commercial for uh partnership with Zillow. So if you are uh working with us and you're also connected with Zillow, you might see that. Yeah. Other, yep. Otherwise yeah. pretty exciting. We love commercials. I like I like the opportunity to to, you know, flex my creative media muscle when I can and film some stuff.
1: Do you like commercials better than the podcast?
0: Um no. No. No, cuz I get to talk in this one. <laughs> this shows about me just a little bit. This is fun. <laughs> like bringing on guests and stuff. It's not like I don't not like commercials, but
2: um your job in the commercial is Okay, we're going to do it one more time. Let's let's just one more time. Just one more time. One more time. Okay, can you look at Jacob? the camera one, one more, more time.
0: time? You know what? <laughs> you'll find
1: you uh, need to shift to the left one inch
0: you'll find but we
2: didn't move shift to the left shift to the left
0: (laughs) we haven't moved that's true i don't know what was going on that day but like after it it was the camera was not moving because the lighting and the background was very precise and for whatever reason by the end of the take you guys were like off center each time i'm like I know your feet aren't moving, but it's like gravity, the Earth's <laughs> rotation. But earth's you, rotation. You had to, you're the like, sun's
2: gravitational pull was pulling
1: us. It was the moon. Yeah,
0: it was Yeah, it was the moon. We'll blame it on the One moon. One
1: more time.
0: Anyhow, I enjoyed it. <laughs> L- we should do it again. We'll do okay, it again let's do it again. Time. All
2: right.
1: What Actually, are we going to do, what are we gonna do a commercial for next time?
0: Uh, The spring market. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I do. Think here. It, I do think it would be a good idea to let people know more about, you know. I mean, really, this is a great time to sell. I'm trying to convince Matt we should sell our house. So,
0: you know, what you guys should do a pod or a commercial about mm-hmm. being a real estate agent.
2: Being a real estate agent. Yeah,
0: isn't that isn't that uh
1: well since 19 oh. back in 1997 <laughs> why I started.
0: Start? <laughs> What's it? Uh, what does it take to be a real estate agent?
2: Well, in Wisconsin, you need to get your real estate license, so you have to do seventy-two hours worth of uh, classes, and then you have to take a big long test that they and pass and pass. You have to pass the test. Uh, We we see it kind of from both ends because with the team, we have brand new agents coming in, and we're. Helping them as they're learning, and we're helping them with their testing and things. So it's kind of like, even though we took our tests like a bajillion years ago, we're wasn't that s- long ago? Okay, <laughs> mine was way before yours. No, mine was no, way after I yours. Say so after. yours, yeah, yours is like a long time ago. Mine was ago. a bajillion years ago. Yeah, but um, <laughs> so we we're seeing that process, and then people doing their studying, and mm-hmm. then they're off, and they they take their tests, and it's interesting because some people they can crank through the material in 2 weeks and then they go take their test. And then the we've had other people that it has been 3 years and then they go take their test and they pass. It's just everybody kind of grasp it at their own level. Three I think years. it's also
0: three years th- seems like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I think part
1: of it though is psychological like they're afraid to fail. Yeah. If, if they've taken that long. But most people just crank through it and then take the test and
2: Yeah. The the folks there's always the people that want to have extra time, like an extra month to study. My mindset is more like, you know, maybe a week, maybe a couple of days, but an extra month, I will forget stuff. <laughs> so Absolutely. it's like just go ahead and jump in and take it, be brave. And we, then- had the,
1: we had the books back in the day.
2: Yeah, we had books. Now they have videos.
1: Probably a two-inch-thick book they had to study out of. We had
2: a live human that talked to us and a real book. <laughs> it was yellow. In person.
1: Uh, four nights a week yep. from like five to 10 o'clock. And
2: he was great because he would, he helped write the questions on the test. So he would be like, this part's real important. I'd put a star here.
1: Should we <laughs> give a shout out to Larry? <laughs> yeah, Larry. Larry Sager. Mm-hmm. Best instructor ever. Shout out Larry. Shout yeah, out Larry. What
2: up, Larry? <laughs> We're still here because of you, man.
0: <laughs> we passed the test. So so once you get your your real estate license, you pretty much just start making bank like day one right (laughs) isn't that how it works no
2: yes no no i mean the thing that folks have to consider when they're coming into real estate is that you it once you get an accepted offer it's usually at least 30 days before that's going to close so there's a lot of things to learn you're figuring out scripts you're figuring out systems you're finding clients so you're probably going to go three months without a paycheck
1: But even think about it, before that, you have to find the client. Mm -hmm. So first you have to find a client to sell to, whether that's open houses or like we do lead generation for our team.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Have to find the lead. Then you have to show them houses, and then you write the offer, then you get accepted, then you wait, and then it closes. Well, that's the difference
2: why folks, like when they're on our team, they can sell 24 houses their first year and typically... A single agent is, what, five or six?
1: Maybe. That's pushing it maybe the first year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, systems is really key when it comes to real estate, and we just have years and years of experience, and we've refined our systems and refined our systems, so we're able to do things at a really high level. Having to start over, holy cow.
1: But if you think about it, too, all the CRMs and the uh, different software that we pay for is not cheap. So if you're a single agent just starting out, you're not going to have the – extra money maybe to spend on that kind of stuff Mm -hmm,
2: definitely and being able to know how to use it and we've made the mistakes and Mm -hmm. I mean we we've always tried stuff I've always been somebody who's like okay well let's try that and so when we hear some of our folks saying oh well we should do this we're like yeah we already did that we know that's not what you want to do probably (laughs) because it doesn't always work that great
1: Back then, we used to have a CRM that had floppy disks. You know what those are, yeah. Jacob?
2: They weren't floppy. I'm, f- I'm familiar. <laughs> they were yeah. hard disks. Thank you. But you
1: know three, and a half, uh, three and a half floppy disks. Yes, so I know pl- what they case, are. I got
0: case it.
2: Plastic. I got it. Yeah, there was about <laughs> twenty of them, and so that we yeah. had the same information on our work computer as our home computer. Every time we left, we'd have to save, you know, twenty disk worth of information mm-hmm. at the office to then go home and put it in the home one.
0: It was awful. What was the what's the thicker one called? Is it zip? Do you remember those? Yes. Zip drive? It was like a hundred floppies in one or something. <sighs> wow, we didn't get wow, that far. Wow. They were they they were short they were short lived technology, but I remember my dad got super excited when they came out because he you know, you just put one in it, I don't know, held like a hundred megabytes or something. It
1: was the same format though, the same size, weren't they? I
0: th- I feel like it was slightly thicker. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know if you could stick it in the same port. Anyhow,
1: anyway, now we're uh, <laughs> it's all cloud based.
2: Yeah, everything is cloud based. So I mean, it, that's one really cool thing. Because at what was it like, 2010? Maybe we decided that we wanted to be paperless, and so we just committed to it and have all of our. I mean, we can go back and look at clients' informations and files from a long time ago. But it's really, really nice. You're at out. You're doing something, and it's like, oh, I need that. Boop, boop, boop. It's right there. It makes that noise, too. It does. It boop, totally boop. makes that noise. But you look at, like, Raj, my father, who has a file this thick, and he has to run to the office to go get something. And
1: but he knows where everything is.
2: He knows exactly where it is. And, he, I mean, he has a system for everything because, I mean, how do you think I learned how to do systems that didn't happen by accident? Three by five cards. Three by five cards. I mean, it's a system. So, but having a system that you can pull up and be able to use wherever is super handy. I mean, it just makes it so you can work at a higher level. Dope. Yeah. Dope.
0: Dope. That's, dope. That's, that's, that's what I have to say mm-hmm. when you say something sophisticated. <laughs> I respond, <laughs> dope. Dope.
2: Dope. Yes. Yes. Um, also with real estate and becoming a realtor, there's a level of commitment that you really have to have.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not a eight to five job.
2: And I, we do some interviewing and things and sometimes it feels like folks really think that it's pretty easy and they're just going to pass the test and it's just going to happen. And I mean, if you ask agents, one of the biggest things for them is time management because Mm. you don't have like a, you have to be here, you have to do this. I mean, we have a lot of training and a lot of structure for our folks, but really it's pretty You know, I mean, they can do what they want to a degree. And if you have that much freedom, it's really easy to just be like, "Eh, I don't want to prospect. I don't want to talk to people. I'm not going to do that. And if you're not doing dollar productive activities.
1: There's no dollars. You don't
2: make any money.
1: I think that's what training today was all time blocking, wasn't it?
2: It was all about time blocking. And I get pushback on when I say you should put your um, like free time activities on there, too. Because if you take your dollar productive activities and you put it on your Google calendar and you make those green and then all of your activities that are going to move you forward in some kind of a way, if they're prep work for your appointment or your training for something, you make those yellow because those are going to get you further, you know, in what you want to do with your dollar productive and then your other stuff is red. And if you do that, you look at your calendar and you're not making any money and your whole calendar's red you know you need to add some more dollar productive activities. Yeah. So our
1: calendar has more colors than those.
2: Well, we have more colors because we have colors for our kids and all of those kinds of things, but um, I like colors. <laughs> colors and systems.
0: Have you heard of uh, Elon Musk's time blocking management? Mm. He does everything in five-minute increments. Mm. That's
1: nuts.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, time blocking is really key because you can't, you can't manage time. You just have to, you have what you have and it's like planning it and being productive with it is what you need to do.
1: But it's five minute increments, increments is a little OCD.
2: That's a little OCD, but I mean, he's a busy guy. Yeah,
0: he's a busy guy. I mean, five minutes for Tesla, five minutes for SpaceX, five minutes for Neuralink. It's a lot of five, five minutes, minutes left. to tweet.
2: Maybe he <laughs> just has a really short attention span. 25 minutes.
1: That could be. I wonder if he goes back through, like he does like, first rotation of and it's the same topic but then goes back and then
2: well maybe it's actually an hour increment but there it are these does flashes it. of zoom calls ha, ha, done ha, done
1: <laughs> it's an hour increment but it's 20 minutes and it just keeps the next hour is the same 20 minute breakdown
0: i think it's if you're he's if he's working on a project maybe the project takes an hour but the project itself is broken down into five minute micro steps of the hour-long process but it's like breaking it down so you stay on task like okay i got that done this is complete this is complete i don't think he actually switches quite drastically from company to company every five minutes but
2: <laughs> like, i'm in space i'm back i'm in space i'm back that's
0: how i feel sometimes yeah i'm in space okay i'm back i'm in space okay i'm back this podcast
1: only lasts for 25 minutes and it's actually been four hours
0: <laughs> basically oh, oh brother uh, speaking of podcast content, uh, one of the things that we were going to do today is uh bring in some questions from our users. So I have some questions, uh, that I'm going to send your way and okay. then let's see like what you guys got. Um, I weeded through so that some of these questions are kind of logical Thank you. in a sense. So they're not too repetitive. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's, let's go to the first question here. First question is. From Steve in Verona. And Steve asks, does my real estate agent need to have a license?
1: Yes.
2: Yes. Like we were talking about before when we were saying kind of the basics of becoming an agent is that they need to be licensed in the state of Wisconsin. Otherwise, if you don't have a real estate license and you're giving someone advice about selling their home, it's like being an attorney without a license. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be doing that.
1: So the real estate agents do need to have a license, but yeah, if they're an attorney obviously they don't mm-hmm. practicing law.
2: Yeah, and I mean in our market do people run around carrying their licenses? They really don't, but it's really easy to look up on the internet if somebody is licensed or not.
1: I think I have mine somewhere. It wasn't in my wallet, but I know I have the little pocket version somewhere.
0: Mhm.
2: I believe you can just go on DSPS and DSPS, order yeah. it if you'd like. We could we have a laminator.
1: I know I Oh, maybe that's where it is. In, in the laminator? <laughs> it's stuck in it's the at, laminator. He's like, at, I meant to laminate it's it. It's at home in the drawer, maybe. Maybe I did laminate and left yeah, it there. I
2: don't know that I've ever had anybody ask me about to see my real estate license, but I think people just figured that they could look it Isn't up. is
1: crazy, though? Don't you think people would be asking for uh, to see it? I mean, maybe not, but... I don't
0: know. If, you, if you're if you in a business and you got a logo on your shirt and a website, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's... Is that all we need, need? I mean, I think that's a lot. That's a lot of work. You might as well just get a license while you did all that.
2: Yeah, well, being a realtor, you do have to do continuing ed, and you have to uh, keep up with your fees and do all your renewals. And, I mean, I remember way back in the day, there was a pretty high-producing agent, and that person just completely <laughs> forgot, forgot yeah. to, to, like, renew and do all of that and had been... Um, Selling real estate with their license non renewed.
1: I remember the manager at that time was kind of freaking out.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: He's still selling a lot of, a va- lot of, uh,
0: very, ha- very
2: high level. Yeah. yeah. Shout out. You know who <laughs> you are. You know who are. you are. <laughs> we see you dave stark (laughs) yeah Yeah, no but so could that happen i mean that's the only time back in back then remember they used to have a digest of all the agents Mm, that did naughty things and they would have all of the stuff that we were supposed to read and know but everybody would be like let's see who's doing stuff and then you'd be see who was getting disciplined I
1: wish they'd still have that. That's, a, that's the best part about that. Uh,
2: yeah, nobody article. read just, the other stuff.
0: No. Just like a gossip magazine or yeah, something? Yeah, pretty
2: much, well, yeah. I mean, I think it was... Shaming in them. Yeah, just trying to be like, look at what this person did. And, Shame weekly. And, just, and you were like, I hope I'm not in there.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah, so things have changed a little bit.
0: Okay, cool. So uh, let's go on to the next question. Uh, <laughs> next one is from Sharon and Wanakee. She wants to know, how long do your listings stay on the market?
1: Until they sell? Is that an <laughs> answer?
2: Yeah. It, in, the, in the real estate business, we call it days on market, mm-hmm. so D-O-M. So if anybody ever sees that anywhere, that's kind of what that acronym is for. It'll vary
1: a lot depending on the house and the market and where the, the neighborhoods or the cities. Um, typically, 30 days is about right, but in this market, probably less. But you you do need the 30 days for the appraisal, so... From the day it's listed to the day accepted offers probably less but the total days including up to the closing day could be 30.
2: yeah and if you are looking for like say you want to hire a listing agent you're just looking at their days on market i don't know if it's really a great way to evaluate an agent because as realtors we are giving our clients advice regarding the pricing and pricing is a big variable that can keep your home on the market for a long time. And some people really want to try a little higher than where the market is going to you know, bring for their property. And that can raise up the days on market. We've talked yep.
1: about the needle in the haystack and the different mm-hmm. ways of marketing your house. So um, there are things that variables that could affect the days on market.
2: Yeah, right now, accepted offers are coming really quickly as long as you're marketed right, staged right, and priced right. So you have those three things. We're going to be able to bring you an offer awfully quickly. So you won't have to worry about days on the market. That's for sure.
0: So um, just working here, I've noticed that there's... I think there's a big difference between days on market and days until accepted offer. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you guys just briefly talk about how long days until accepted offer? Because I think a lot of people... Maybe, I don't know, I don't know what Sharon was, if Sharon meant like literally how long is it on the market or if she meant how long is it until somebody wants to buy my house?
2: Yeah. The way that the multiple listing service figures their days on market, it's from like when you're um, listed and like the first time people can see you to when it closes. So that is going to be a longer period of time than when the, the offer comes in. Yeah. And um,
1: yeah, you get the offer in the first couple days, but
2: yeah, there's a couple other variables as well. If an offer has some contingencies and you want to put it in an offer show status, those days on the market continue to accrue. If you put the property in a pending status, then the days on market will stop, but then you would lose um, the ability to be able to show the property. So it kind of depends on what a seller wants and things.
0: Cool. Let's move on to the next one. All right, so this next one's from Ellie in McFarland, and Ellie wants to know, uh, what is your list-to-sale price ratio?
1: That's a great question, Ellie. <laughs> Sounds
0: yeah. like she knows some about real estate
2: here. <laughs> Are you an engineer, Ellie? No. <laughs>
1: just over, For our team, we're just over 98%, but the thing to take into consideration is um, when you're talking about other agents and you're asking this question, is it could change depending on... Um, price changes during the listing contract because that affects it so if you do a price change so let's say you're listed at um you know 100 you're at 100 percent, but then if the price changes during that listing term it could drop down to 98 percent, 99 percent, it could vary depending on what the price changes could be during the listing contract because your original list price could be one and it could be the extra extra uh, time on the market could affect your ratio
2: and you also have some, I mean, there's some folks that focus on trying to price really low to bring in, you know, more bids. And in doing that, that's, I mean, will show that your list to sell ratio is over 100%. And so I know I have gone on appointments before where people, they will ask and will tell them, and they're like, oh, good, I had just had somebody tell me theirs was 102, and, you know, that's just not believable.
1: Well, that's what happens. I mean, just it's just the pricing Mm -hmm. you know if you're going to price it one way and you're going to get a bunch of offers it's going to sell over the list price that affects it right but over the last i don't know however many years our average has been 98 percent, 98 point something percent
2: yeah and i mean if you're selling 300 plus houses a year you're going to have you know people that run the whole spectrum
1: and that's probably a better way to figure it too because you have a bigger sample size to get that average Mm
2: -hmm. yep
0: all right awesome All right, this next question, the answer is going to disappoint a lot of our listeners Mm -hmm. because we have people actually tuning in from all over the place, which is pretty cool. Shout out to anyone not in our area. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Anyone. (laughs) Anyone. It's my favorite person. Maybe, but not Patrick here. Patrick. Patrick's Patrick's not your favorite person? No, he's from our area. He lives in Madison. He wants to know where is our office located.
1: 1625 well, West Main Street, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin.
2: Yeah, the main office that our team is in is in Sun Prairie. Stark does have several offices throughout Madison. They have an office in Stoughton. They have an office in Baraboo. So we, I mean, company-wide, there's kind of offices all over the main Dane County area.
1: Corporate office on mm-hmm. Seminole. And
2: but really, I mean, a realtor's office is like their computer. And a car. In a car. So... <laughs> Where we are located that way isn't super important.
0: And the F- distance they're willing to drive.
2: <laughs> right. F-car right. will drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Especially now where it's all digital anyway. I mean, very seldom do we ever meet with people at an office. Yeah. It's all Back virtual. Back in the day,
2: we used to. A lot. But yep. not, not really anymore. Just with technology and being able to do digital signatures and things like that. Zoom. Back when we were faxing and doing things like that before faxing yeah yeah we could we could do all of those driving people's things. houses
1: for signatures
2: yeah yeah i mean real estate has changed a lot it used to be that they would hop in your car and you would go and then you'd go back to the office and that just isn't how that goes anymore
1: right the offer at the office mm-hmm. yeah so much easier now
2: yeah and actually for new agents when i'm teaching them and we're talking about how that process goes I just had someone say, do I need to bring forms with me? And when I started and when you started, it was like, yes, you bring those forms with you. You have to always be prepared. And now I'm like, yes, you can bring the forms with you. But in most most cases, you're not going to have to just sit down and do it. I still carry somebody. a set of
1: forms with me. Yeah. Yep. Just in case.
2: I have a computer.
1: <laughs> I have a pen. I have a pen.
2: I have a pen and a computer. Power the pen. Mm-hmm.
0: I have a tablet. Yep. It's going old school, but it could be an iPad. Okay. Huh? Uh, a tablet.
2: I thought, I just figured like it notebook? was an iPad. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, is that different than an iPad? Like, it's,
0: it's a yellow a it's Computer, a yellow and we got pen. I was like, oh, we got tablets and stones. All right, <laughs> oh.
1: never
2: mind. <laughs> I was totally, <laughs> yikes. All right.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not that old.
0: That was the joke, people. It was a reference <laughs> to both the <laughs> new <laughs> and <laughs> the old. Oh. It was lame. It fell flat. I'm going <laughs> to, cutting it <laughs> out. It's all about delivery. Yeah. (laughs) This is why you guys host the show, not me. Right. (laughs) This is why you ask the questions. (laughs) I just ask questions. I don't know answers to anything. All right. Uh, Reggie. Mm -hmm. Reggie is in DeForest, and he wants to know, where do you live?
2: Where do we live? Uh, Our house is in Cottage Grove. And we do sometimes have clients wondering where we live to know if we have ideas about areas and things but the cool thing about having been in the business for as long as we have we really know a lot about all areas that are you know around here so it isn't it seems
1: again like that's an old school question
2: yeah it is kind of an old school question because
1: back when the mls was new you didn't have all the data that you needed to do uh, had to
2: hook up your horse to get over to oregon (laughs) which Hey,
0: Oregon is the capital of Wisconsin as far as horses, most most horses. <laughs> what are you in- talking about? It's true.
2: <laughs> well, that's why we were going to hook up our horse and go visit.
0: But Shout out to everyone in Oregon. Woo! Woo!
2: What's up?
1: <laughs> but that's changed a lot since, again, and technology has changed all that too. Mm-hmm. So where we live isn't necessarily as important because we have all the data at our fingertips at any time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think going back to what Jen's point is, maybe people want to know just to verify you know the you know the hood, and I, I have to say, just uh, as an aside, a couple weeks ago there was somebody that was interested in a home, and I was just kind of eavesdropping. You what? Eavesdropping, right? You know what I'm saying that word right? Mm-hmm. E- yes, eaves, sir. Eavesdropping. Eavesdropping. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, I was listening in, and uh, it was on like whatever street it was, and like. I don't know, Verona or Fitchburg or something. And like Jen just automatically knew the street. And I was like, how do you know? Like, do you have like a map in your head of like pretty yes. much every street in yeah. like the area?
2: I remember when I was young and I would see my dad talking about houses and knowing areas and he's just like, Jennifer, I've been in them. Like I know how that we're like where those houses are. I likely know the layout of those houses. I've probably been in them. So, I mean, after so many years, you just really get to know it. So, like, if I
0: went on a trip with you guys, I wouldn't need Google Maps. I just, you know, you know where to go. I
1: think you know the key streets and then you start to know the secondary streets based on what you've done in the past.
2: Mm -hmm. But, like,
0: you know the neighborhoods quite well. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah and I had the advantage of have growing up on the east side of Madison but my grandparents lived on the west side of Madison so we were constantly going back and forth so I got to really know both sides of town so it was nice it helped in my real estate career maybe Raj planned that I don't know
1: it could have been awesome with the map books too to
2: yeah that was one of the things I mean when we started it would be like okay you have a showing in Mazamani," and we're like where's that and he would be like here's a map good luck
1: just roll quarters in case you need to call me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we, we figured it out. And I mean, we were all over the place. I remember being in Cambridge and we couldn't get in a house and running to a pay phone, putting quarters in because we didn't have cell phones. Y'all, we're not that old, but we are. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, this next one, I'm going to modify Mike's question. Mike from Fitchburg. Uh, a little bit just to make it more generalized. Mm-hmm. But basically he wants to know if you've ever sold in his particular neighborhood before. He's in the McKee neighborhood. Like sure. Absolutely. Fitchburg.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, we definitely have. And we we get that question kind of a lot. Like, have you ever sold in my particular neighborhood? And it's kind of like <coughs> we sell a ton of houses in a lot of neighborhoods. So... If we've sold one house there, we've sold no house there, we've sold six houses there, I guess doesn't matter as much because we just know how to sell houses everywhere.
1: When you have as many transactions per year as we've had over the last lot of years.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're starting to not age ourselves. Um, We just talked about fax machines, (laughs) y'all.
1: You kind of cover the different areas and different neighborhoods, I think, during that period of time. Yeah. So, yeah, if we've sold properties in pretty much every neighborhood in the area. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, and we've just gotten to know all of the different areas. So, it works out.
0: So, yes, Mike, they've been there.
2: Experience matters, Mike.
1: All right. Experience matters. That should be our logo. Yeah. Our slogan. Is that what it's called?
0: Tagline? Tagline. Slogan, yeah.
1: Experience matters. Yeah. I feel like that it's already taken, though.
0: I think you should, like, dye your hair gray.
2: (laughs) Er. Er. Oh. Oh.
1: Ouch. All right.
2: Own it. Own it if you got it. It's not gray.
1: I don't have any gray hair.
2: If
0: anyone's listening on the podcast, Matt has bleach blonde hair. (laughs) He looks like Eminem.
2: He looks like a surfer.
0: Yeah. All right. (laughs) Let's go on. (laughs) Uh, Julie. Julie in Janesville. Hey, Julie, I like the alliteration. Mm-hmm. How long have you been an agent? <laughs> Matt, time to
1: time to own up the Since numbers here. Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, nineteen ninety seven. And Jen's birthday.
2: Yep. He got his his license came through right on my birthday. So that's fun when we're doing Shout outs. Happy birthday, Jen. And bad happy anniversary. Dealing
0: that thunder. Yeah, I liked how
1: that went out too. And Jen's birthday. And you didn't even wait for like a second. It was like right afterwards.
0: Like, Let's and
2: get to it. Matt's more important. <laughs> but I mean, I do think that experience matters when it comes to, to real estate because there's just so many things that you learn over the years that are able to help in certain situations. And I mean, my negotiation skills from my first year to now are just drastically different.
1: Well, it's even not negotiations. It could just be experience of how to deal with every situation as it comes up. Mm -hmm. So there's pretty much nothing we haven't dealt with before. Yeah,
2: Our team members, a lot of times, they will say, you're so calm. And I'm like, well, I've dealt with it before. I've seen it before. And I have a complete sense of even if I've never seen it before, I can fix it. I believe that. So you just have to believe that, and then you get to a place where, I mean, it helps our clients to understand that it's like, I'm not going to freak out. I'm just going to fix it. <laughs> so,
1: Another another tagline.
2: I'm not going to freak <laughs> out. I'm just going to fix it. I'm just
1: going to fix it. Well,
0: just deal with it.
1: Should be no, it's not
2: deal with <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, real estate really is fixing um, problems, like, all the way through and keeping things smooth, and, I mean, you kind of are a bit of a fixer.
1: You should be writing these down, Jacob.
0: We'll keep the fire hose on for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but we're taking care of all of those things that could stress out our clients so that they're not worrying about them because we're taking care of them.
1: Which is another reason to hire a realtor. Yeah. com. That's
2: true. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, all right. Let's 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 go through a couple more here. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna in some prairie. Hey, good town. Good name.
2: Hey, whoop, whoop.
0: <laughs> Um, are you a full time or are you part time? <laughs> <laughs> try not to try to answer this seriously, guys. You could, do you do this part time or full time?
1: Is there another term like beyond full time?
0: <laughs> fullest fuller time up
1: to the fullest time.
0: <laughs> full fuller house.
2: I mean, real estate is kind of a lifestyle. Yes, at least I mean it definitely is for us, but it becomes. I mean. I would say for us it's more of a passion so we enjoy doing it and could you do it all the time every day if you wanted to you could yes but you have to have a life you have to have balance and those kinds of things so which also goes
1: back to your time blocking yeah you talked about it earlier
2: mm-hmm. for sure but I mean we're definitely more than full-time but we enjoy it so
1: full-time is kind of a loaded question what is considered full-time
2: more than 40 hours. Yeah, definitely more than 40 hours. I was filling out one of those things that was like trying to figure out how many hours that you, I actually work in real estate. And I was like,
0: hmm.
1: It's probably easier to figure out how many hours you don't
0: work in real estate. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, I sleep seven hours a <laughs> night, so. Yeah,
2: when I'm not sleeping. It's yes. when you're passionate about it and you enjoy it, you might as well do the things you like. So.
1: More than full time. Thank more you, More than full time.
0: More than full time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mario. Uh, I don't know where Mario's from here. Mm-hmm. Mario wants to know, um, how do you plan to target market
2: mm. when it comes to marketing property? I wish we knew where Mario's property was. I mean, it's very specific. I think there are some folks that have kind of cookie cutter plans when it comes to marketing property, but we really are looking at the property and trying to figure out who's going to be the person that's going to be buying it and then figuring out how we focus and target on those people. So if it's a property that's a little bit more rural and you see that the seller has kayaks and canoes and all of these kinds of things, it's like, okay, well your buyer might be, you know, into those same kinds of things. So maybe we are going to think about target marketing some ads for people who, you know, like kayaking or canoeing, and it tends to be that people have like um, interests. Sometimes
1: sometimes we'll ask the seller, why did you buy the house? What attracted you to this house? Mm Because a lot of times that's the same reason somebody else might buy the house. Mm -hmm. So that might be one of the questions we ask, uh, Mario.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's all different ways to be. I mean, because one house might really need to have some virtual staging, another property... It might be, you know, they have a wild red wall they need to do something with. We may need to, I mean, say it's a huge property on the lake. Maybe we're going to be reaching out to people from Chicago or looking into other markets for buyers to find people Mm -hmm. that might want something like that property. So you can't just kind of pigeonhole and this is what we do. I mean, we definitely have some things that we do you know regularly but it's always being willing to open up and uh find that right buyer
1: and sometimes the drone photography i think helps with that like lake property or rural property or even a city property that can show what's around it Mm
2: -hmm. yeah for sure
0: cool all right let's keep going next one um alan we got alan in beaver dam
2: Mm -hmm.
0: alan wants to know how many homes do you help buyers uh purchase each year what's your count
1: over 300 i think last year it was 342 homes sold so it varies i mean by year so there's
2: some sellers in there too
1: yeah so, so that's 60% buyers and is sellers. yeah 60% buyers 40% sellers mm-hmm. so do the math on that one jacob would you
0: no i'm good <laughs> Everybody at home do the math, so but. i mean
2: when when it comes to those kinds of numbers we're we're successful, so we we have high numbers, but
0: you're also part of a team too yes. right yes. I mean, yes you if it was just the two of you by yourself, it would that be possible
1: I think the the did we do a hundred and
2: we did over a hundred when it was just us but
1: 112 114 something like that one year mm-hmm. that was crazy that was before kids mm-hmm that was when Jen and I were competing against each other for offers to purchase.
2: Yeah, I won. <laughs> that's
0: I let you win. Yeah, it's not about that. <laughs> it's still, it's still that's a, it's still a big number.
1: Yeah, but that's yeah. that's just going crazy. I mean, that's that's beyond.
2: I mean, we got to that point, and that's. I mean, it's kind of the catalyst of deciding that you need to have a team if you're going to be able to have a life and continue to keep working at a higher and higher level.
1: Yeah, scale thyself.
2: hmm Yep.
0: Another motto.
1: That's a slogan. Tagline? Tagline. Yeah.
2: That's what it is.
1: I think I have it in my office or I'm used to anyway. Yeah.
0: All right, let's keep it rolling. We got Caitlin and Stoughton. What up, Caitlin? <laughs> what up? Caitlin what up? wants to know, what is the ratio Ooh. of buyers to sellers that you represent? It's like you Matt, jumped you the kinda, gun on that one, yeah. You spoiled the beans here. Yeah, you sorry.
1: sorry, Caitlin. 60% buyers, 40% sellers. It's been like that for a long time. There's just more buyers out there to work with.
2: Yeah, and a lot of the lead generation that we do
1: it's buyer focused, is, yeah.
2: is buyer-focused. But, I mean, we have systems for our sellers and uh, really like working that avenue as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Good question.
0: Caitlin, sounds like she knows real estate too. It's mm-hmm. not a question. I she would likes
2: have, numbers. I think to ask.
0: She's a, she's a numbers gal. All right. And I got one more for you before we before we wrap up today's episode. This is uh, Casey in Oregon. Shout out Oregon. I saved this one because it's from Oregon. It's yeah. From
1: last. I like the way she spells Casey too.
0: Yeah. With K-A-C-I. an I. K-A-C-I. Mm-hmm. Um, She wants to know, uh, can you recommend uh, like lenders and general contractors, appraisers, and other types of people that m- would be needed for the home selling process?
1: Yes. We have a whole book of contractors, lenders that we can provide to you.
2: Yeah, when we got into the business I noticed that there was always people running around the office saying I need a this I need a you know lender I need an attorney so I just started to write them all down and make a big list of them so we have 20 plus years worth of you know people that we have used personally plus people that have been recommended so really if you need anybody for anything we've got the hookup
0: we
1: just need to make sure they're all in business yet. Yeah, well, we, actually, 20, we have like we have been cleaning
2: years. it up and yeah. keeping it keeping it going. I have gone in once and twice and been like, oh, I don't think that person's still doing it anymore. But usually, we have five or six for the yeah, multiple categories, absolutely. and there's like a bajillion tabs of all of the different things. So, so it's you have really questions, growing. we have answers. Yes, that's correct.
0: I mean, honestly, this is how we keep the podcast rolling. I'm just I just go into your <laughs> your uh, rolodex of, of contacts. I'm like, hey. Who else do you guys know? (laughs) We should have on the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just hit Rolodex. Yeah, I'm trying
2: to speak your language. We're talking about, yeah, thanks. (laughs) Back in my Rolodex with color-coordinated. We
0: were talking about index cards earlier. I don't know. Three by five.
2: Three by five cards. Raj still has all of his three by five cards.
1: Does he keep past clients on that? Are they all in Every
2: Everything's on three by five cards. The world does not exist without three by five cards. we
1: had 3,000 past clients and three by five cards
2: and you know how you search it instead of putting their name in and hitting enter you go flick flick (laughs) flick i'm flicking through each one but i I, he has them alphabetized so that's outful yes (laughs) still Mm -hmm. it's it's like the card catalog yes (laughs) Mm -hmm. it is (laughs) it's the raj three by five (laughs) card system
0: awesome well that that wraps up all, all of the questions i wanted to hit up i thought um we would go on forever and ever if I kept asking questions, so. Thank you. I'm all done with those. <laughs> all right.
1: So if you ever want to get a hold of us, uh, home hometeamforyou.com.
2: Hometeamforyou.com, or you can reach out. It is 839-7137 uh, is our office line, and uh, we answer that all the time.
1: Ask us at hometeamforyou.com.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're here for all of your questions, anything that you want to know about real estate, and... Don't feel like, I, I know sometimes people feel like, oh, I don't want to bother them. I mean, that's what we're here for. That's our job. You, We are passionate about this. If you have a question, don't think it's stupid. Just reach out and we're here for you.
0: Absolutely. Even if you're on social media, we get social media messages all the time from people outside our area.
1: All over the country. Yeah,
0: all yeah, over. Yeah,
2: And I mean, it's cool to be able to help folks and kind of learn about their situations. I mean, all over the country, there's there's all kinds of different things happening. So we're learning, always learning.
0: And you guys can help those people too.
2: Yes, we can. We have uh, trusted partners all over the country. So even if you know somebody that wants to be moving in Arizona, we have connections. Or, I mean, it could be Arizona. It could be Washington. Anywhere, really. doesn't even have to be. Even Hawaii. Even Hawaii. It could be Mexico. Wherever we do have connections with our our relocation folks. So, yeah, keep us in mind.
0: all right that's gonna wrap it up thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of it's gonna be great if you're looking to buy or sell real estate in south south wisconsin or i suppose anywhere in the world you know how to reach home team for you that's home team the number four the letter
1: u.com
0: matt finished it for me all .com. right guys see ya Bye. Bye.